1: Now our A-League's interview of the week. Thanks to Paramount+. Plus. Don't miss the superstars of the A-League's on Paramount+. And this week, we are in conversation with the new Central Coast Mariners coach, Mark Jackson, who got his first win at the weekend in the F3 derby as the champions defeated the Newcastle Jets by three goals to one in Gosford. Evening to you, Mark. Thanks for coming on the show. Hi, Simon. You OK. Yeah, very good. Alex Brosk is here as well. Um, safe to say, Mark, that those three points were a bit of a relief after the first few weeks.
0: Definitely, as as regards to as results go, uh, you know, not not winning in the first four games is all, always difficult. Uh, we had we had the AFC Cup games in between that, uh, but we all, we always felt that performances were, were coming along and the understanding of the players to get better and how they were working was was really positive. And obviously, results reflect a lot of things, uh, so it was important that we could we could get the victory in the derby, and, and not only the victory, but the, the the manner of the performance as well, which is which was more pleasing for us.
2: And Mark, you came in not long before the season started and, and took over a side that had lost a, a huge chunk of quality players um, that were key to their championship run last year. When you arrived, obviously they would have been a little bit deflated heading into this season, you know, given uh, a lot of those players probably weren't replaced in terms of quality. What was the mood like and, and the attitude amongst the players when you arrived? And, and obviously off the back of four losses, now a win, has that changed?
0: I think the mood when I first come in, it was, you know, it, it was upbeat. I know that they'd lost the players and, and five key players. And, you know, I, I cited the other day to someone that we lost, we've lost 36 goals and 15 assists with three players. So when, you, when you're when losing that out of your team, it's it's really, really difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I came in, the, the mood of the players, I think, I think they needed the new person to come in during that time. I think they had one AFC Cup game. I think they had a, a, a League Cup game as well. Uh, so they needed that to happen so there was kind of an uplift lift in their in their in their mood as a team and ever since I've been in the, the players have been working so hard they're so uh kind of un- understanding and receptive to to the information we've given them uh it's not always come off in games so the understanding is not always as transmitted onto the pitch in, in, in into into the results but we've always thought that the the performances are improving all the time so Obviously, with with four losses in the league on 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 the bounce, that confidence takes a little bit of a dip. But even even before the game against Newcastle, I, you know, I sense the players were confident going into it. I sensed something different. I sensed a real uh, clarity in what they needed to do, and you know, it, it was it was pleasing to see all aspects of the game, uh, aspects where we dominated the play, but also where we had to dig in. You know, where Newcastle got back into the game and they showed good resilience at two one to 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 keep them out but also go and get the uh, the third goal as
1: well. Mm. Now Mark, uh, like you, I, I'm from the mother country, uh from the right side yeah. of the Pennines obviously. Um I remember when I arrived, it was a long time ago now, but um, it, it was, for me, in many ways, like watching football on the moon. It was, it was very difficult to adapt to a system where there was no promotion relegation. You had finals football, you had travel across the country. Uh, ground seemed to shift almost on a weekly basis. You had salary caps and squad limits. Has that been a difficult transition for you? And, and how much of it were you aware of before you took the job?
0: Yeah, it's been it's been interesting. Uh, I'm I'm kind of learning all the time. Uh, I, I I was close to Monty, so I was always in touch. Me and Monty had, had a, a kind of a, a professional relationship since we kind of got connected with each other during it was during COVID. So we'd always been in touch with each other because we have kind of similar ideas on on football, and you know, with, with, he, he's from England as well from from uh, the same area as me and so we, had, we always had that connection so I knew about the type of football I knew about how it works and things like that not as in depth uh, as, as when you get over here and you actually live in it uh, but the support around the club from me personally you know, more important from, from Matt Simon as well who's who's kind of lived it as a player but also now, has now transitioned into uh, the director of football so the, the support I'm getting from him and the rest of the staff is, is good listen it's when you have to travel uh, five hours on a plane for, for a game and then travel over to Bali and have to travel back from Bali as well. It's, it's it's a lot to contend with and it's really, really different to, to back home in England. But it's enjoyable. I'm enjoying the learning experience. I'm, I'm learning all the time. I'm learning quickly. Uh, and there's different challenges. In football, wherever you play, there's always challenges and it's how you adapt to them and how you find solutions to work in the best possible way. And, uh, and that's what we're doing at the minute. We're, we're trying to stick to a certain processes in how we work, in how we, in how we coach the players, in how we teach the players how we want them to play. And we've got to be consistent with what we do. Uh, but, yeah, it's certainly an experience. It's certainly an experience.
2: And you mentioned uh, Nick Montgomery there. Uh, the rumour is that you were recommended for the job by Nick, um, given your relationship, I, I'd imagine. Do you guys stay in touch? And, and did he offer you any advice when coming here?
0: Yes, we 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 speak all the time. You know, we support each other from afar. I'm looking at his results. He's looking at my results, and we always we always exchange uh, messages. Uh, we have done for a couple of years now. Like I said, we, we, we I did a Zoom call for Wollongong Wolves uh, during COVID time. I knew uh, the technical director there, Neil Mann, and I was doing a Zoom call, and Monty was on it, uh, and and he stayed on afterwards, and we connected from them. So, listen, we've got a, we we we've got a good good relationship. Like I said, we we think. Uh, we think the same about a lot of things about football, and particularly developing players and 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 working in that way. So, we always keep in touch via text. So, yeah, he's he's giving me a little bit of info on the club before I come in. Like I said, I knew I knew a little bit as well, but yeah, we we're always uh, like like anybody in football. You 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 meet people in football who you connect with, and then you stay in touch even though you're sometimes
1: far apart you your technical advisor at Wollongong Wolves. You obviously weren't invited on that no, Zoom call. No, I missed that one. <laughs> technical
2: advisor, as a coach only. Yeah, that was oh, yeah, that was
0: Yeah, that was a couple. Yeah, it was a couple of years ago. It was uh, through. through someone called Neil Mann, and I think he was. Yeah. You know, he, he was uh, worked with someone I worked with at Leeds, and I was under 18's head coach then, and we did yeah. a. We did we did kind of a we- webinar for the coaches and and, and things like that. So uh, I remember Monty being on it, and he stayed on at the end, and we kind of connected after that. So. Yeah. Yeah, not sure why you weren't invited. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I th- <laughs> to be fair, I think that was before Broski's time with the club. But uh, oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Neil Man's Neil Man's a great fella, and uh, for for those of an older persuasion, his father Arthur Man played for Manchester City back in the late 1960s and early 70s. Uh, talking of uh, talking of history, Mark, um, I'm fascinated about your background before you came to Australia. We know you were at Leeds uh, in the days of both uh, Marcelo Bielsa and Jesse Marsh. Um, yeah. you, you didn't bring a bucket over, so you obviously didn't take that from from Marcelo. But what did, what else? did you learn from those two guys
0: well how long have we got We've, <laughs> you know, it's, you know I've, I've learned a hell of a lot from, from 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 those two managers so for me to be able to be in close proximity and work alongside those, those managers more jesse when i when i moved up from the under 23s to a, a system as first team coach but i was i was the under 23s manager under marcello and the way Marcelo worked was Everything was integrated, so I was on the training pitch with him every day. And uh, you know, I can remember asking one of his one of his staff members, uh, has any English coach in the past ever been this this close to Marcelo? Because he's got a real tight inner circles, Marcelo. His staff are all really tight, and it's it's a real bit of a close shop. And I asked the question, has anybody been this close and and got this close? And they said no. So I felt really really privileged to be able to. to be within within that kind of not in the inner circle, of course, but to be around training every day, to to have interactions with him, and to be able to learn from him and speak to him on a daily basis, and obviously see firsthand because everybody can assess how people play football uh, from afar, but until you're actually in it and you're living it day to day to know the ins and outs of how things work and, and things, particularly in Marcelo's uh, principles of play and, way, and, and 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 philosophy of playing with the man to man system, it was fascinating. So I took a lot from that. I took a lot from that, and that kind of blended with how I see football as well. And then kind of when Jesse came in, it was exactly the same. it was it's an extreme of football. I say with Marcelo, it was really, really man to man, so it's an extreme. With Jesse, it was kind of the Red Bull style of football where it's really, really transitional, uh, really, really kind of compact and playing vertically, uh, that red Bull style. Uh, so again, I learned a lot from him as regards to football, but also, his leadership skills and things like that, how he how he wanted to lead and and mold his team and work with his staff. So yeah, in in, in kind of a three three year period I've kind of had a really, really fantastic insight to to two top managers in, in, in world football.
2: Now, you're preparing for an AFC Cup match tomorrow against Terengganu uh, and have a bit of a score to settle with them, seeing as they, they beat you guys 1-0 uh, back at their ground. Uh, has it been difficult? You mentioned it earlier about the travel. Has it been difficult trying to balance the two competitions?
0: It certainly has, uh, particularly the, the, you know, the, the one in Bali where we played, uh, we played in Perth and we stayed over in Perth afterwards and we travelled to Bali and then coming back from Bali. I think we arrived back on uh, on the Friday afternoon, and then we were playing on, on on Sunday. So it was really, really challenging to do that. But like anything, listen, listen this is this is this is a fo- this is football. Top teams all over the world have to deal with with things like that, and you can you, you can use it as an excuse. But you know that's what we 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 never wanted to do with the players. We always focused on what what can we control. We can't control where we play and where we have to travel, but we can control how we recover. How we how we how we plan our sleep and and sessions and things like that. So I think if you if if you if you have that kind of mindset to to, to challenges like that as it to travel and, and and think of solutions how you, you can adapt as quickly as possible, then you give yourself a better chance uh, to do that. And I think we did that extremely well. Yeah, we didn't get the result after after we came back from from the cup, but I think the performance and and and, and what have you was was really really positive and. You know it is a challenge, but we we never ever want to use that as an excuse, and we always, like I said, just think about them solutions and and how we can adapt to it and and, and solve it.
1: Yeah, and adapt. uh, obviously, you'll have to do because um, after the game against Turangana, you're at home to Melbourne Victory and then Western United, you've got two home games, I think in five days, so it's a very busy schedule. Um, Prior to the weekend just gone, Mark, and I'm asking you this question without notice and and feel free to deny it, but there there was a rumour that you'd sort of put your strikers on notice a bit, that they needed to do more and that the goals for column needed to improve. Uh, Did they heed that warning to an extent on Saturday? Do you feel as though that message has Got through, if indeed it was passed on.
0: Well, we, we always talk about where we can improve. And I, I, listen, I share that. I, I share that with people, I feature in, in, in the media and stuff like that. Listen, whatever we speak about as, as players, to so when we dissecting games and things like that, uh, it stays within within our confines of our dressing room and our environment. But. You know, I think I think it's clear for everybody to see that we we needed to score more goals. I think the stats are off the top of my head that we we're, we're up there with the, with the most amount of shots in the in the league this season, and and, and to have our goal tally not not even not even starting basically is, is is kind of something we needed to improve. So yeah, I did challenge the the strikers, and you know it, it was a case of the club had Jason Cummins last last year. And it's you know my mindset there for any striker when when they see someone like Jason Cummings who scored the amount of goals he did leave a club. I think the mindset from any striker at that club still at that club should be, you know, my hands are going up. I'm going to take his. I'm going mm-hmm. to take his place. I'm going to be the one who steps forward. I'm going to be the one who who takes his place because I want I want that that starting jersey. And that's what I challenge the strikers to do. And I do that all the time. Of course, every, in every session we want to get better and develop. But I really wanted the strikers to really stand up and and put themselves forward to get that starting that starting shirt and that starting slot and and then go and score goals. And you know, one player who's done that is Alou. He uh, he scored a couple of goals now. And and, and another player who come to the fore was Jim was Jim Reese, and he trained really really well in the kind of international break. And he put himself forward. And you know, I was delighted for him that he came onto the pitch and and, and scored in the derby. So yes, I'm always challenging players. Uh, and, and you know, I'm, I'm hoping we can still get more out of these players as well, and develop them even more, and and get them goals flowing. Because that's what we want want to do. We want to create chances. We want to score goals, and we want to play front foot football where where it's exciting for the fans to see.
1: Jingrace's celebration wasn't bad either. I don't know whether you approved it, but uh, <laughs> might get an injury if he does he that, that every, every week.
0: Honestly, I, I didn't <laughs> know he had that in the locker. <laughs> and, and and I actually missed it at the time because, you know, we were celebrating as a bench, so I kind of, yeah, yeah. it was only on the replay when, when I watched the game back that I seen his, his, yeah. his celebration. So, yeah, it's... Uh, uh, I don't think I ha- ever had the capabilities to even do anything <laughs> like that. So uh, fair play to him. Off you go.
1: Mark, Mark, just just go and bring the Bielsa bucket. A bit, we'll all be happy. We want to see you sat on that bucket <laughs> on the sideline.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's hey, yeah. renowned for him now. That's renowned yeah. for
1: him. Yeah. Hey, uh, Mark, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Some fascinating insight that you've given us into what's going on at the Mariners. Really appreciate it. And uh, good luck for your game against Terengganu tomorrow. Appreciate
0: that. Thanks, Simon. Thanks, Alex. Appreciate thanks, that. Mike.
1: That's the Central Coast Mariners head coach, Mark Jackson, with us. Thanks to Paramount Plus. The A-League, where stars are made every round, every game, live, only on Paramount Plus. We're off to a quick break. On the other side of it, we will do our Round 5 review, including that big Sydney derby.